For 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Here to help you this morning with any project you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin right here at Rosie on the House. And this is a perfect example of switching the hours. Now, how many garage door questions did we answer there as that hour ended? Yes. <laughs> well, we, we confused the news team because oh. they announced that the car guys were coming on now. But oh, it's us. It's still us. No, that, that's only, <laughs> Don't for get the scared. K- only for the KTAR listeners. We're still, we still broadcast till 11. <laughs> and we are a home improvement radio program. If you'd like, this is our open home hour. Anything you'd like to talk about your home, castle, or cabin projects you're getting done. And you got a couple quotes from different contractors for particular service that you need done, or you fear that you may need something soon, like uh, those brown spots on your ceiling that you've ignored the last couple rain seasons, and you need to get started on a project or who to call to get the project done or you're looking to buy a home whatever the case may be one 767 4348 that's one rosie for you and we don't usually we don't do shout outs because you know it, it doesn't make for interesting radio um and then if you do one everybody wants one okay but i would just like to thank uh a gentleman by the name of jeff wacker CBA Auto Glass. I met him through Boudreaux over a decade ago. Uh, he's been doing windshield replacements for 20 years. And uh, since I met him, he's, he's probably done seven or eight different jobs for me. Um, he's done it at the Larkspur house. He's done it all the way out at our house in Whitman. He's, uh, there was even one time I busted a side window at Pinnacle Roofing out of the 250 on the same day we were going to Marana for a Sherry Survey barrel race. Tinley and Roxy were both entered in. I called him. He got it fixed in a two-hour window and uh, just did another one as it was sitting uh, outside the KTR studio. He texted me, job's all done. I went down just nice. to lock the truck and grab the keys. He even walked the, winch, the, the dashboard down for me. That's very nice. Yeah, out of Litchfield Park, if you need a auto glass, CBA's been doing mine, and they've been doing a, a very outstanding job. So thanks, Jeff, for keeping it safe on the road. Now. Back to good. home improvement. We're talking about the exterior openings to your house. Last hour, we covered in detail the overhead garage door, the operator, the different types of mechanisms, the security issues you need to be concerned about, as well as the door that leads from the garage to the house. Now, I want to go and start talking about the rest of the doors around your house. If you have a double pair of French doors, if you have a sliding patio door, or if you have a front door, because it is the number one point of entry when your house is being broken into, the front door. But before I get to those other topics, we have a couple other callers that have hung on from the last hour. Let's go ahead and bring them up. Jim has another question about an overhead garage door, so let's get that taken care of. Well, good morning, guys. Appreciate the show. Appreciate all your advice. Oh. I got a uh, Craftsman half-horsepower uh, garage door opener built in 2002. It worked fine for for quite a while, and then um, all of a sudden all the remotes stopped working, and I had an LED light put in, 
So I took that out, put a regular incandescent bulb in there, and still having issues. It won't take any programming. And just want to get you guys' advice. Wow. For a unit that was working fine and just the operator, the remote transmitters, just quit working simultaneously, you've, you've checked the batteries in the transmitter. Roger that. Yep. Brand new remotes, too. So. Okay. Um, can you can you get the unit to automatically, to manually go on and off? Uh, with the... Uh, the other remote? No, from the, uh, the from the unit itself. Uh, yes, yes. Hmm. So I'm wondering if it's a logic board or something. I it's yeah. I, I would guess that it probably is. I it's something in the receiving capacity of the unit itself. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to tell you what part of Arizona are you in? Gilbert. Gilbert. I I would tell you to call a authentic garage door and. Have them run a service check on it and see what they can find out for you. Okay. Well, hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. Okay, man. Thank you very much. And on a 2004 unit, you're, you know, flirting on that line of, you know, economic value investing in an old one versus, you know, being close to come to a new one. I'm sure they can advise you at what, you know, at what cost a new one would be if, you know, if replacing that old circuit board is half the cost of a new unit, it's probably worth getting a new right. unit. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to go off the topic of doors here for just a minute because we told you we would. If you're calling in about anything having to do about your house, home, castle, or cabin, we'll do the very best we can to take your question. Right now we're going to go to Robert on a completely different topic Sorry. at all. Hey, Robert. Hi, how you doing? Good, good. So what are you dealing with at your home? Well, I bought a house. We closed on it a week from yesterday, a week ago. And last Saturday when we're, like, starting to move in, it's all scorpion in the bathtub. To make it short, all week long, last week, um, baby spider, you know, the well, baby scorpions, uh, the baby scorpions on the mother's, on the back, they're all over the house inside the, in the attic. Got an exterminator. They put the crystals down the granules, spread it. I bought some stuff myself, and it's. They told me that the house is infested. Oh. So my. To, and now we have. My wife does not want the house anymore, even though I'm going to try to get rid of them. So what would be the best way to? <laughs> and they be controlled and. Well, Robert, um, and this is a resale home, not a new home built. You're not the first buyer. You're not the first owner. Yes. Uh, yeah. Not the first owner. Okay, okay. Um, in the real estate transaction, there should have been something called a spuds report, and that's where the sellers disclose anything the buyer should know about. W did they mention anything in the spuds report about uh, uh, maybe more scorpions than... Yeah. And the thing that caught my eye, and I figure it says that they uh, they found two scorpions in the backyard six months ago. But the way I look at it, you know, the total uh, sermon is they said, like, no, this is like a daily, you know, they just didn't pop up after, after six months, you know, just seeing two. But the report says that they... They killed two live scorpions in the backyard six months ago, and after that, nothing. 
Okay. I, I don't believe it because, I mean, all these scorpions, I mean, I got tons of pictures. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I guess the next thing I would probably do, I was look around the neighborhood to see if anything has recently changed. I'd talk to the neighbors to see if they're dealing with it. I can tell you at my house, which we've lived in for over 30 years, we never saw a scorpion for the first 26 years we were in that house. And then during the Great Recession, the house across the wash from us went vacant. And uh, we started seeing a couple scorpions. And then the last four or five years, we've seen more scorpions in our house than we've seen in the prior 25 years. So things can change that can migrate them to your area. I would visit with the neighbors to see if the owners, of, the prior owners of the house ever talked to them about an ongoing scorpion problem. Um, but I'll tell you, um, I've never been stung. Jennifer's been stung twice. Uh, and oh. it, it's, it's not pleasant. Um, I, I, I think Jennifer was in more agony in the scorpion bite than any of the six children deliveries she went through. It was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get bit. Uh, but if they're pre-existing, Rosie, what, is, what would his recourse be? Go back to the uh, realtor? Or? You know, all I think he can do is try and establish a case maybe that the, the prior owner talked a bit about the, the bigger problem before putting the house yeah. up and try and go back to the realtor and say, hey, I've talked to the neighbors. This homeowner was dealing with this issue extensively for the past six months. Uh, we've been sold something we weren't anticipating. And start there. Uh, I can tell you uh, a good exterminator and, and, you know, Rosie certified blue sky pest control can make a big dent and get that uh, turned around for you. There's also on the webpage a lady, yeah, I believe she's in Tippy, and she's called the Scorpion Lady, and she bought a home that had a basement and went downstairs with a black light, and I think the first night counted like 47 scorpions Woo! in the basement of her house. And so she became an expert on eliminating scorpions. You might try and look her up, call Blue Sky, talk to the neighbors, go back to the realtor, and see where you can go from there. But in the meantime, be careful. Uh, since we have discovered scorpions in our house, and like I say, it's been like five or six in the last five or six years, uh, we keep little blue light flashlights beside our bed. And if we get up in the middle of the night and need to go to the restroom, we just turn that blue light on and walk to the restroom because the scorpions shine very brightly under that black light light. I never thought I would pay for pest control service, but I uh, saw one scorpion by the baby's crib, and Boom. Uh, since then, I did 80, $81 for a bi-monthly scorpion treatment from Blue Sky Pest Control, and I don't, uh, I've never seen a scorpion at the house, and I, I, had, I know if someone else at the house had seen one, they would definitely have said something, uh, so it's been... $81 for a uh, bi-monthly treatment. Like, was that well, $40.50 a month? Second. Down to? So, yeah, which is uh, worth every penny of it if you've ever been stung. And the second most effective method for scorpion control in Arizona is uh, raise guineas. <laughs> Guinea chickens eat scorpions, and 
Guinea makes a great gumbo. So you can... It's a twofer. It's a twofer. That's exactly right. I don't know how well they survive in attics or basements, though. Uh, well, that's true. But if you can eliminate <laughs> them around the ground, that's a big start. Okay, when we come back, we've got Jim and Phoenix and Walter. And uh, we want to continue in the conversation about doors. I want to get through the rest of the door issues as well. Right here at Rosie on the House. Don't get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. So we've got Adam Homer in. Your fiberglass product, in my opinion, it's the right window for Arizona. Explain that a little bit. Pella's got a patented process. Uh, they pull trude fiberglass through this dye. Uh, it's a matted material. So unlike a like the back of a shower enclosure, you know how it's random strands and yes, you know, it's yes. all pokey. Right, right. That's not what our windows look like. Uh, it looks like almost like a window screen mesh when it comes through and, and ready to uh, to put into the frame. And once it's all heat sealed and and made rigid, it goes through a powder coating process. So you can get a really nice looking window that's very strong, very durable. What matters is how you treat your doors and windows. They are the weakest link. Take the time to think through the right door and window. Fellas, two locations in Scottsdale and Tucson. Find them at rosieonthehouse.com under Certified Partners. sounds good. That's nice. Romy, there's the other million-dollar idea I have that I don't have time to pursue, but you could, you could pick it up if you want to. I believe you could develop a motion sensor nightlight plugged in all throughout your house so that as you got out of bed, you could wave your leg actuate the light and it would be a black light and as you move down the hall each of the motion detector night lights would come on and then you would you would be lighting the way walking at night and marking instantly seeing any scorpions that may be in the house i think you could sell those like hotcakes hmm all right anyway I like that I want, one. I want to talk doors, but we've got Jim and Phoenix and Walter. Let's take Walter first, uh, a question on our front door, and then Jim wants to talk about a topic we actually covered, I think it was last week. But we, we'll get to you, Jim, I promise. Walter, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How can we help you? What you working on? Well, I've got front double front doors. They're metal. They're extremely heavy on metal frames. But when we bought the house a year ago, you look over there and you can see under the door to the outside. Okay. It's got almost an inch uh, between the threshold uh, and the bottom of the door. And I have not been able to find a product or a company that will come out and either put in a new threshold and a new sweep on that door wow. uh, or something. Who, you know, who, they, I is, guess I'm too small a job. <laughs> who, who built the doors? Uh, who was the home builder? I don't remember. I mean, we're the third owner of the house, so okay. Okay. they're 20 years old. Uh, are you, Walter, are you familiar with our website, rosieonthehouse.com? I am. I've okay. used it many times. Oh, well, great. Well, there's a company on there that does screens, Arizona Screen Tech. And 
Okay. One of the owners is Rich. You just call Rich and let him know you and I talked over the phone on the radio, and uh, Rich at Arizona Screen Tech uh, will come over, and he'll develop a – he makes a lot of security doors. He made the security door at my house, uh, and he'll make you a sliding uh, – uh, sweep cover for the door in the finish to match the door you've got now and get you all sealed up. Okay. That's what, yeah. Cause I just have a one inch square, two inch square piece of, uh, window insulation that I just slide under there all the time. <laughs> well, but that, it, that's not, it, it holds the heat out. So yeah. that much is good. No, he'll, he'll be able to do you better than that. So call rich at Arizona Screen at Tech. At Arizona Screen Tech. Yeah. Will do. Thank you very much. Okay, very good. From there, let's run, run up to Jim, who wants to jump back, I think, to last week. Was it last week we two had Andrew weeks. two weeks ago? Jim, good morning. Morning. Yeah, it was about that compressor assist with with the uh, solar panel. panel. Yes. And, and I'm really interested in it. You know, when new products come out, you kind of get scared. Because yes. Sometimes they come and go very quickly, but but I figured you guys have been around a long time, so it's probably not an overnight thing. Uh, and the lady that answered the phone said she'd be giving me the phone number, and then they're trying to get two texts uh, started here in the Phoenix area. But um, I'm, I'm just – we have a house that was built in 1947, and it was right after World War II, and then a lot of the vets were moving in, and – and they had those block construction houses yes. in Phoenix. Yes. Yeah, we, we got one of those. And I just want to try to make it efficient as I can. And then uh, I had another question, too. Um, uh, do you guys do a ceiling or, I mean, attic insulation? Well, we do. Uh, but, Jim, have you had a whole house energy audit done? Yeah, I have. Okay. Showed me some of the places where the the heat was coming in, so we blocked them up. Okay. But uh, but the insulation after forty seven years. Yeah. I guess it it goes sinks way down. Yeah. And and, and we don't have. Yeah. And 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 over that many years, with the people crawling through the attic, uh, replacing light fixtures, ductwork, and whatever, that that's probably another big void that you've got. So. Uh, if you've had the energy audit done and they've assessed that you could use some enhanced attic insulation, go ahead and insulate to an R40 in a masonry home built in the 40s uh, in central Phoenix. There's no reason to insulate above a 40 and don't let them talk you into attic power attic ventilation. Uh, and then the solar assist system you're talking about is called SunTrack. And it actually reduces the load on your air conditioner compressor. The man we had in was from Tucson, Andrew Dobbins from Intelligent Design. And he's getting the program started. We're actually now trying to get a couple contractors in Phoenix online to install the same thing. The product's actually made right here in Tempe. So we're going to have to get back in touch with you as to which two Rosie certified air conditioning contractors will be picking that line of product up. Okay? Appreciate you listening. When we get back, we gotta we gotta talk doors.
So now with the way we have the hours reversed, where it's the 10 o'clock hour is the open home hour. This is where our weekly home maintenance how-to falls into place. And this one's pretty critical. How to protect your kids around water. We uh, did a video shoot this week with the director of the Drowning Prevention Coalition of Arizona. And we've got the president of the director online, Melissa Stutton, because... You know, it, it's a critical conversation. We had Dave Muncy on in our uh, Arizona hour at 7 o'clock today talking about it. And, you know, we, we don't want to sound like a broken record, but you can't hammer water safety enough. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your Saturday to join us and cover the A, B, C, and D of water safety. Yes. Hi, Ro- hi yes. Remy. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, yes. Thank you so much for covering this. This is so important here in Arizona. It is, and y'all have got a great uh, great way to remember it. Yes, we do. We try and make it simple so that everyone can remember it quite easily. There is a lot to the ABCDs of water safety, but um, just remembering those four letters in sequence of our alphabet makes it a lot simpler, so that's great. So should we just start talking about the A, or what do you want to do right, right now? Right into it. <laughs> All right, great. So A is for adult. So we want a sober and capable adult, always with children around the water. The adult must be um, watching the swimmers with their eyes and not doing anything else. It's important that they're a swimmer as well, because if something were to happen, they need to jump in. They need to be able to to make that rescue. But we also want to make sure that people understand that um, drowning also happens at non-swim times. So always having that water watcher while you're in the pool but understanding that it can happen during non-swim times. And so if a child goes missing, check the pool or the nearest body of water first um, is always key. So Should we go on to our Bs? That, we got A, move right into B. Excellent. So B is for barrier. A barrier is something that keeps you away from danger. Examples of barriers around water are a locked fence around the pool, um, even something as simple as a closed lid on a toilet or a closed door leading to the bathroom. We always want to include alarms in this um, section as well, so having those on your doors and windows so you know when people are coming and going and if that child's trying to get out of the house um, to the pool. And then having an alarm on your pool gate, et cetera, will help alert you um, if those barriers are breached. So our C is for classes and Coast Guard-approved life vests. So the classes are going to be CPR and swim classes. I always like to start with swim classes first because if your child gets in swim classes early, you're able to hopefully have them save themselves should they breach that barrier and get into the pool. Because what we don't want to happen is having you have to use your CPR skills because they got in and weren't able to save themselves. So it's important that everybody in the home no CPR, and that children get their swim classes early. And the Coast Guard-approved life vest, I like to stress that, is because sometimes people think that the pool toys are life-saving devices, and they're not. They need to be Coast Guard-approved, and it's great to have everyone in them, especially if they're not strong swimmers or they're um, working on their swim skills, to make sure that they are able to stay afloat in case they get out of um, your sight quickly and they just don't have those skills in place. All right, we ready to move on to our Ds? We are A, adults, B, barriers, C, for classes and uh, Coast Guard-approved life vests, and D is? D is drains. So drains are super important to know about. It's a hidden danger most parents don't think about. 
Um, so we I don't know how that could be because I tell you what, that was the last <laughs> thing I ever did, dive into the bottom of my parents' pools, get close to that drain. I don't know why. It just something wires you. Don't go near the drain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you had that <laughs> wherewithal, so that's great. So I'm hoping we can share that information for people who maybe just didn't think about it. Um, but, yeah, we just encourage all swimmers that they should stay away from the pool and spa drains to avoid entrapment by the suction. Um, there's a lot of fail-safes these days, and now we've got the VGB-compliant drain covers. I know um, Pantera Starguard um, helped us um, get those VGB compliant. There's markings on that. But a lot of times people don't realize that their swimsuits or their hair or their jewelry can just get caught in that section. And so Pentair has the, uh, what's, what's the compliance I'm looking for? So for the simple person in the backyard who doesn't understand all the legalities of, you know, the codes, the simplest way for everyone to know is the drain doesn't needs to not be flat or flush against the pool um, bottom. It needs to have a slight elevation to it. So when you're kind of walking along, you almost trip on it, stub your toe. Having that um, slight elevation in it makes it VGB compliant and makes sure that the suction isn't as powerful is the is what it's um, designed to do. That's a pretty simple uh, uh, fix to go to a, a VG, VGBA <laughs> compliance. <laughs> yes, we got to make it simple so everyone can keep their families safer. But yes, the VGB Act actually was signed into law 10 years ago, and we've had zero deaths due to entrapment because of it. So we're super happy about it. But it was designed for public and semi-public pools. Um, but it's so important that private pool owners make sure they have the proper drains in as well. And there's a lot more legislation going in for that. But again, we don't want to get people mixed in the, the devil of the details. We just want them to go get a VGB compliant pool drain uh, cover and know that it just shouldn't be flush or flat against the pool bottom. It needs to have that slight elevation to it. So if they stub their toe, they've probably got a good one. And Melissa, website and your Facebook page? Yes, our, fa- our uh, website is preventdrownings.org and you can find us on Facebook with the same Prevent Drownings um, or Drowning Prevention Coalition of Arizona um, and that's how you'll find us. And you made a great statement in the video, you know, life is a source of water but can also be the source to take a life if you're not careful and we appreciate your time with us and uh, both on air and, and the video production. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It's so important, and, you know, you guys are our partners now in saving lives, so thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. We appreciate it, Melissa. And you can find that on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can get a direct link off of rosieonthehouse.com. I don't know if that exact video is up yet. I was just looking for it. I know Bruce was close. <laughs> he was close, but I'm not sure still, it's up. Still in editing. Huh? <laughs> Very good. All right, here at Rose on the House, I'd like to wrap up before we get off there at 11 o'clock with a little more information about doors. Let me talk, talk to you a little bit about the front door. It's the number one point of entry by burglars in breaking into your house. So you want to make sure the front door is the most secure door of all. And one of the ways I recommend you do that is by putting a secondary security door on the front of your front door. Because when 
when a bad person, when a burglar is casing the neighborhood, he's looking for the front door that's the most hidden from view and the easiest one to be able to penetrate. And once you put a secondary metal security door on the outside of a solid core inch and three-quarter wood door, you're at least tripling the amount of work it's going to take to get in. So I'm a big fan of those. The door itself, the front door, needs to have a good class one hardware, uh, a one-inch diameter deadbolt on the throw, and a one-inch throw. It throws into the jam, and the jam ought to have a kick-proof backplate on it at the very least. Uh, I like mounting my front doors on the homes we build and remodel to a steel frame that then gets painted whatever color or faux finished to look like wood. But then the door, you cannot kick your way into the house, which is, like I say, the number one most popular way to get in. Now, with French doors, they are very, a double French door are very easy to get in. So what I want you to do is you have an active leaf and an inactive leaf. The active leaf has the actual doorknob and deadbolt on it. Open that active leaf. Now, on the edge of the inactive leaf are what we call throw bolts. And they actually throw up into the head of the jam and throw down into the threshold of the door passage. Those throw bolts, you need to take a 3-16 drill and drill a hole in them, top and bottom, and then put a screw in that hole to keep those bolts from being slid, which is very easy to do. The one or two days a year that you want both the doors open, you just remove those screws, throw open the, the throw bolts, and open the door. For double French doors are extremely easy to get into, so that's a great way to protect yourself. And then sliding patio doors, many of you throw a broom handle or a shovel handle or a dowel rod down in the track to keep the door from being slid open as a secondary lock. That is a very big artificial source of security, sense of security, because if I can lift your sliding door, I can get in your house. You want a lock that actually locks the sliding part of the door to the frame of the door to keep it from being lifted. So there's just a few things about home security. We've talked about garage doors, garage door openers, front doors, the doors between the garage and the kitchen. We covered it all today. You can find it all at rosieonthehouse.com. Go to the home page in the search engine tool in the upper right hand corner type in security and it will give you a master checklist of all the things to do to make your home more secure and your doors more energy efficient i hope it helps let's see if we can take miss jameson who's on hold right now real quick and see how we can help good morning good morning rosie how are you uh very well very well how can we help you today APS has notified us they're turning off our power on July 11th from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. to replace a transformer. Okay. I explained that my husband is disabled and has respiratory problems, and I have a dog rescue, so I have a lot of dogs here. 
basically they said, um, you're on your own, deal with it. Where can we rent a generator or a welding unit for one day to power our air conditioner and refrigerator while APS is doing this? What, what part We're of... senior citizens on a pretty limited budget. What, what part of town do you live in? Where, where are you in Arizona? North Phoenix, Bell Road, and I-17. Okay. And um, do you have window unit air conditioning that plug into an outlet? We have an AC unit on the roof that takes care of the whole house. Plus, I do have a small room-sized air conditioner in the family room. But when APS cuts the power, we won't be able to run them. Yeah. Well, and I was just asking because a a generator that you would rent to run uh, a 110 power or 220 for welding isn't something you're going to be able to just disconnect your air conditioning unit on your roof and plug into the generator. That's going to take a... Uh, an electrician, uh, a wiring, and a permit that's going to be... Or Chuck Knight. Think we could twist Chuck Knight's arm on this one? To what? That's right up by his house. To what? Just to help him out a little bit. We could we, we could bring in a, a couple cooling units. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could... Br- yeah, I thought you meant to do some kind of illegal wiring on the no. conditioning. <laughs> no. Here, yeah, let's rely on truck on air yeah. to illegally wire an air conditioning unit to a generator. Okay. So, did we get did we get that date? What is the date that this is happening? It's July 11th. July 11th. Okay. What's and today? we've got Miss we've got Miss Jameson's contact information. So, the fact that she trusted Rosie on the house called us to see how 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 what the solutions are. I'm going to get with APS and then I'm going to get with our air conditioning contractor that lives right up in your neighborhood and uh, for your disabled vet and your uh, house of rescue dogs, we're going to get you taken care of one way or another. Do you know when air conditioning was first introduced into the White House? Ooh, it was a lot longer than you think. Yeah, it was. But no, I don't remember right off the top. Well, when President James Garfield was shot, he was moved into late, the White House. Late 1800s. Yeah, 1881. Okay. Uh, it wasn't a permanent system, but U.S. Navy engineers actually devised fans blowing over evap cooler pads that were being chilled by melting ice. And they were able to cool President Garfield's, what basically turned into his hospital bed, uh, to cool that room down to 80 degrees. But that was the beginning of air conditioning. They didn't install Central until the almost uh, well, well into the 20th century. Wow. What did we learn by listening to Rosie on the House today? Man, starting at 7 o'clock, we learned that iconic weather anchorman, Dave Muncie will be at the Payson Book Festival next weekend. And with his book, Muncie Business, which, by the way, during the breaks, I've been paging through it. <laughs> looks like a great fun. looks like a great book. You know, he was he was in the radio and TV business at just a real key time in the history of Arizona. That's a lot of fun. And he brought the message of watch your kids around water. We had a long conversation about that in the seven o'clock hour eight o'clock we had julie murphy in from the arizona farm bureau talking beans beans and more beans we've gotten in the habit we're trying to get in the habit where it's a new 
you know, it takes a little while to build a habit, right? So every hour we're trying to have a post. So if you have questions about that hour, you'll find the podcast and you'll find a little bit of information. So we posted a couple bean recipes. And I tell you what, my barbecue beans are doing pretty good on Facebook. So I imagine they'll be having some people celebrate National Baked Bean Month. Well, Jennifer, your your baked beans are absolutely one of the family favorites at the family get-togethers. Man, did we have a great Fourth <laughs> of July Independence Day family barbecue? I, man, that was a blast! Is that picture? I can tell that's the backsplash in your kitchen. Yeah, that's my big magnolite. Is, and is that from just? Yeah, I just cooked it the other day. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's good smoked bacon from the it country store in Sholo. It didn't look like that when I got to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> the guys eat last at our house. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer and I were running home from the White Mountains where we had some just some wonderful encounters with wildlife, uh, like just very rare. It was just a great weekend. The, the best medicine I've had since the accident was just walking at 9,000 feet through Escadilla Peak and the Apache Sikris National Forest and the elk and the turkey and the deer. deer. Oh, it was just absolutely awesome. So Jennifer said, well, look, let's, let's go home through Pine Top and stop at Eddie's Country Store and pick up some of that great smoked bacon. <laughs> so we picked up trick. brats, uh-huh. uh, various flavors of brats and the bacon. You use the bacon for your world-famous baked beans. I and did. I cooked the brats up as part of the menu for the Independence Day barbecue at our house, and we had everybody over. And Romy, I have to tell you, made oh, homemade man. ice cream, plus he made an apple pie from the Anna apples off your tree. Romy, that was a hit. That was a big hit. That's the biggest bunch of beautiful apples. I mean, your apple tree must just be going nuts right now. So that I, we have four and apple trees that are producing right now. A couple more that have planted that will come, and this is now in their sixth year. So they're getting, you know, the maturity and the size where we're actually starting to get them. And the keys, you got to thin them. And what we do is during the the time where they're going from flower to apple, you know, at the end of a cluster, you'll get six you know, maybe five, maybe four apples all off the end of one branch. And they say you want one apple for every four inch. Why We didn't even think that big, uh, that much, and we were still getting those big apples. But we were going through every day, and all those little apples we would just take off and throw in our bucket, and you just, as you're feeding your horses, you'd sprinkle it into... um, all the different horses. Everybody wins. They, oh, the, the horses, their, their mouths just turn to this white oh, foam, man. and they're like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> watch your fingers if you're trying to hand feed him, Remy, because he's going, Albert's going for that apple. And the, the highlight of the entire barbecue that, that day was Romy demonstrating to the grandkids that he can spit a watermelon seed all the way around the world uh, from... Uh, from a talent he and I learned up at Camp Geronimo. Well, I think the biggest thing on that is uh, just how well you've done in your recovery on, on how well you, you were able to recover <laughs> I, from your spill. I just, I just barely <laughs> I just barely caught that last seed as it was coming over the top of the oleanders. Uh, and then we went in to a story about overhead garage doors, overhead garage door operators, openers, the door between the garage and the kitchen. We tried to cover real quick the rest of the doors in your house. Today was just like a huge instructional day for any of you that own a home or want to own a home in the great state of Arizona. And that's only a fraction of what we're going to try and cover next week when we're talking about back patios. 
we're just moving into the season where a back patio could become unusable because it's too hot unless you tune in next week to Rosie on the House. <laughs>